Good afternoon, Highland. Glad we can all come together. Even though we are apart, we can still be together in spirit and in truth and learn from God's word. We're continuing our series here in the book of 1 John, and we are studying the concept of fellowship and what that truly means. And we talked about earlier in the uh, chapter one of the book, uh, the first four passages there, uh, we dealt with John inviting us into a relationship with Jesus, a relationship with God the Father, a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And you see that John is building a case. He's starting to build a case that Jesus did actually come, that Jesus was uh, came as a man, that he did preach and teach, uh, that he cared for individuals and he cared for John. And so John is relaying that to this, uh, these brothers and sisters here, uh, some in which may have physically seen Jesus as well, and then some who never physically saw him. And of course, you and I fill in that gap today. You and I also did not physically see Jesus, but like John says, we can have the same type of emotional, raw relationship with Jesus like he had even when Jesus was physically with him. So that should give us hope. And the last uh, verse there in, in uh, verses one through four, in verse four, we see that our joy can be complete, our joy can be full because of our relationship, our fellowship with Jesus Christ, our Lord. And so speaking from that line and continuing that thought, John gets into the reality of fellowship, the reality of having a relationship with God and what that actually means. And so um, we're going to break down a few parts here in discussing verses five through the end of the chapter. So all I want to do is I want to read the passages to you and then we're going to break these passages down a little bit and really talk about this reality of fellowship with God. Because there is a reality that you and I have to clearly accept. So let's look at these passages, verses 5 through 10 of John, of 1 John chapter 1. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So let's break these down point by point. The first point that I want us to explore is this. There is a reality about God. There is a reality of God that we have to accept. And in verse number five, he says that this reality is that he is the light. He is light. Light is produced from God. He is the embodiment of light. 
Now, of course, we're, we're talking not just from a, a physical sense. We're talking more of a spiritual sense. And we're comparing light and darkness. And so light being righteousness, light being um, the, uh, the good nature that God produces and that good comes from God. We have to accept the reality that there is no darkness in him. There is no condemnation in him. There's no evil within him. And so if we're going to accept God and we're going to have a relationship with God, we have to understand the reality of God is he is light. He is the embodiment of light. He is the embodiment of good, the embodiment of righteousness, and that there is no evil within him. There's no wiggle room, if you would, for evil. God does not do that. And so that's the first thing we need to understand is that the reality of God is that he is light and there is no darkness. But then we also learn about the reality of man. We also learn about the reality of man. If you look at uh, all of these passages, 5 through 10, and you see this concept of us walking in the light and us walking in darkness. And we see in verse number six that we cannot have fellowship with God and say that we have, or excuse me, we cannot have fellowship with God and walk in darkness. So there is a choice that you and I have to make. So our only two options is, are we going to walk in the light or are we going to walk in darkness? The Bible, or the apostles do a great job of basically using that term to walk in and basically saying, is this your livelihood? Is this what defines you? And so when he's talking about walking in darkness, this is the idea of that this is what defines you. Darkness defines you. And so therefore in verse 6, you cannot have fellowship with the light if darkness is what defines you, if, if sin is your lifestyle, you cannot have fellowship with the light. But if the light is your lifestyle, then your righteousness is your lifestyle. But we'll find out something that's very uh, uh, graceful in verse number seven. But just to understand, there is two options that we have. Either we can walk in darkness, we can be consumed by sin, or we can walk in the light. Those are our only two options, and that's the reality of man. Um, now, understand this reality as well as we see in verses 8 and 10. We see that we, one, came from sin, and two, we do sin. Now, please don't misunderstand what I mean by we came from sin. I'm not saying that man is inherently sinful as some denominations would teach. That's not what I'm saying at all. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that without the light, the only other option is to walk in darkness. And so that we do that by default. Um, but what we're talking about is when someone comes from sin, meaning that you and I need to acknowledge when we obey the gospel, we have to acknowledge, first of all, that we are in a sin-sick condition. And the only thing that can save us 
is God. And so in verse number 8, as he's laying this out here, if we say, verse number 8, if we say we have no sin, then we make God a liar. We deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So if we can't acknowledge that we came from sin, if we can't acknowledge that we need Jesus, that we need his blood, then we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us and we'll never come to the truth because we have to acknowledge that we came from sin. But the second thing is in verse number 10, we also have to acknowledge that we do sin. Because in verse number 10, he says, if we say we have not sinned, then we make him a liar. God, he exposed who we are. We make him a liar and the word cannot be in us. So we have to understand the reality of man is that we do come from sin uh, because um, you have to acknowledge that in order to go towards the light and that we do sin. We still mess up. But here's the beauty of this entire passage. Verse number seven and verse number nine are beautiful passages here of grace and redemption. And so in verse number seven, he says, but, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with him. Now, some may read this passage and think that the fellowship that he's talking about here is between brothers and sisters. But no, the fellowship he's talking about here is between God. And so we need to understand, and this is the third point from this passage, that Jesus is the remedy. Jesus is the reason we're able to have this fellowship. Jesus' blood is cleansing us from our sins, all of our sins. Now, Understand this, just because Jesus cleanses us of our sins does not mean he cleanses us of our consequences. We still have to inherit the consequences of our actions. However, when it comes to eternity, when it comes to our right standing with God, when Jesus' blood comes into contact with us, it cleanses us from unrighteousness, all of our unrighteousness, so we can be pure before God. We can be in fellowship with him. So the blood of Jesus forgives us of all of our sins and the blood of Jesus allows us access to a relationship with the Father. We also know this too that fellowship is possible with God. We can have a relationship with God. So in understanding all of this, let's, let's just take a few takeaways that I think are important from verses 5 um, through 10. And, and the first thing is we have to accept all of God. We have to accept all of God. So everything that encompasses the light, we have to accept. Everything that exposes us for who we are, we have to accept that in order to fully be in fellowship with God. We have to accept all of him. The popular view these days is that we can take bits and pieces of the truth of God and think that we can just run with those few bits and pieces when God is saying, no, you have to encompass all of me. It's all of me or none of me. And so we have to fully accept who God 
is. And again, God is light and there's no room for darkness. That doesn't mean that we don't mess up. And again, we have the blood of Jesus to cleanse us from sin. That's why he's there. But we need to accept all of who God is. Secondly, we must access the blood of Jesus. It's, if, it's, if we do not access the blood of Jesus, we cannot have fellowship with God. So we need his blood in order to cleanse us from sin and for us to have a relationship with God. Thirdly, we can be forgiven. I really hope that you're looking at this book with me and you see the assurance that is found in this book, this book of 1 John. The assurance that we can have forgiveness. The assurance that we can have a relationship with Him. We can have fellowship with God. It is possible. And if you have the blood of Jesus, you have that relationship. So cherish it. Enjoy it. Love the relationship you have with God. Because with that relationship, we await to be with Him uh, when this life is over. And then lastly, we trust in God's promises. We trust that God will keep his promises. Look at verse nine again. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise that God makes. May we remember that we, in order to have fellowship with God, we need to walk in the light. And yes, even when we walk in the light, we are still going to mess up. We are still going to sin. But as long as we are boldly coming before his throne and we confess our sins before him and we acknowledge how broken we are and how great he is and that he can truly fix our problem, then we have that relationship with him we have that fellowship with him so i hope this lesson encourages you as you go about your week this week and your life and that we have that assurance that we are in fellowship with god may god bless you we'll see you next time